All right, today we are ranking the top 12 wide receivers under 25. So before we even get this started, A.J. Brown is 25. I mean, so if they're in this video, they are under 25. So don't go to the comments saying, well, what about this person? We got all the players. We're going to rank them today. We're going to tell you, you know, which cornerstone wide receivers that you can be building your dynasty teams around. It should be a lot of fun. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. We've got content like this coming out every single week. So if you're a junkie, you want lots of content, you want lots of things like this, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the videos. Make sure you head over to our locals page where you get all of our exclusive content, exclusive advice, etc. Let's get into it. So, these are going to be tier rankings, you know. We're going to rank the top 12 again under 25. And, you know, although we will have these guys in tiers, we are going to rank them 1 through 12. And they will be, you know, I would take this guy over this guy, but they're in the same tier so we don't blame other people for taking them. And with these wide receivers, again, and we've talked about this a lot on this show, we are big young wide receiver fans. And most dynasty players are. And you can say, well, this is pretty elementary dynasty stuff. Well, I mean, it may be. But again, number one, we're here to help people who are new to dynasty as well. So not everybody's been playing dynasty for 25 years like you. But number two, uh, sometimes even the most experienced dynasty players tend to forget some of this stuff. So we really like the you know investing in young wide receivers, especially investing in rookie wide receivers because of how they maintain their value. But because of the way that the NFL game is played now, because of the air raid offense, because of how much volume some of these receivers are getting, young wide receivers are becoming increasingly valuable for your dynasty team. So we're going to rank 12 of them, under 25, starting with Tier 1, Justin Jefferson. Yes, Justin Jefferson is in his own tier. Where is Jamar Chase? Not in a tier with Justin Jefferson. Why? Because... While Jamar Chase is amazing and his game-to-game -game ceiling is just as high as Justin Jefferson, um, you're always going to have T. Higgins in that offense. And, and Justin Jefferson is just, I'm sorry, guys, Justin Jefferson's a better receiver than Jamar Chase yes. is. Jamar Chase is amazing after the catch. He's an amazing dynasty wide receiver asset. Give me Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase 10 times out of 10. It's not anything it's, against Jamar. Jamar is a great wide receiver, an elite wide receiver. He absolutely does. I picked him in the first round of startup this year. He absolutely deserves to be going there. It's not anything about Jamar. It's about Justin Jefferson. Guys, Justin Jefferson, you are witnessing what will end up being one of the greatest wide receiver careers of all time, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you're looking at some of the games that they've played before, I mean, Chase, I would, I would say, I would wager, is more dependent on... Uh, yardage in terms of production and touchdowns, whereas Justin, Justin Jefferson can score 35 points without scoring a touchdown. And the argument could be made, you know, okay, and, Chase, and Chase is tied to Joe Burrow. That's a good yeah, argument. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, it even says, I mean, I think that highlights our point even more. Justin Jefferson has Kirk Cousins thrown to him, and he's the <laughs> fifth overall player in PPR leagues. And Kirk Cousins, yeah. I'm sorry, he's really cool on the plane at times with his chains, but he can stink sometimes. And Justin Jefferson will still put up 30 points. He, he is unmatched. It's nothing to do with Jamar. Jamar is a great receiver tied to an elite quarterback. Justin Jefferson's in a tier of his own. And then you have Jamar Chase. And then you have C.D. Lamb even in Tier 2. And so this might be even controversial that we're putting C.D. Lamb with Jamar Chase. But it's understandable. But the fact of the matter is, you know, as good as Jamar Chase is, and he he has T. Higgins there, and he is tied to an elite quarterback, so that obviously that's going to help him. C.D. is going to get the majority of the targets in Dallas. He's tied also to an elite quarterback, whether you want to admit it or not. Dak is more than capable to support C.D. Lamb producing at an elite fantasy level on a wide receiver basis. C.D. Lamb, you know, he, the first couple of years we weren't sure, and what's he going to do, and how do we, you know, 
how do we approach CeeDee Lamb, and is he going to develop into that player that we always thought he was going to be? And I think the short answer that we were able to figure out this year is that, yes, CeeDee Lamb is that elite wide receiver that we thought he was going to. He's still very young. He scored at a high rate this year. He's starting to finally establish himself as one of the dominant wide receivers in the NFL. And because of that, and, and considering his age, and considering his QB situation, and considering the lack of competition for targets that he's probably going to get in Dallas, I think he's worthy of moving up into this tier with Jamar Chase. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you there, um, and, and I, I think there's there's nowhere but up to go for him. I think uh, you'll see with with Dallas acquiring T. Y. Hilton in uh, free agency in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season this year. I think that really showed how desperate the Cowboys are for one of those field stretching wide receivers. You're gonna see them probably draft a receiver in the second round this year. I, w- I would not be surprised if they do. I personally really would love to see Marvin Mims there. I think he's a perfect match for their offense. Um, and I think you could also see C.D. Lamb's value fall because of that if they draft another receiver, and I'm, I'm smashed buying C.D. if that happens. So keep an eye out for that. Completely understands. Um, I, we personally are both of us are taking Jamar Chase over C.D. We're, yes. I, I think we're absolutely doing that in terms of the, the production tier. We're, we're going to have them the, the same. So Yeah, and, and again, let us know in the comments, but we it's probably we, it, we yeah. know if you disagree, you probably want those two in the top tier and then CD in the tier below. Yeah, so. it's completely fine. This is where it gets hairy. We're going to move down to tier three here, and let's talk about some of these guys. So fourth, over Waddle, over Amon Ross St. Brown. And this is just us calling our shot. We have Garrett Wilson, and I have liked Garrett Wilson. Not that I knew or anything because I'm... <laughs> You know, me. You but, liked him more than Simon and I But I, I liked Garrett Wilson from a long time ago, since he was at Ohio State. I loved I loved him, and I, honestly, I loved Alave, too. And so Garrett Wilson over Jalen Waddle is going to be hard to sell because, you know, okay, you can make the argument. Number one, Waddle has two attack of Iloa, which is a good argument. Number two, Tyreek Hill actually does help Jalen Waddle some, and that is also true as well. And so, somebody said something to me about Jalen Waddle, and I'll get back to Garrett Wilson here in a second, but about Jalen Waddle, that actually kind of opened my eyes a little bit, you know, and we'll probably get some... I'm just I'm just repeating what I heard that somebody told me. They said Jalen Waddle actually has established himself as a little bit of a boomer bust player. And looking back at his game log, it was you? It was you me. are so smart. <laughs> I, knew it was some, I knew it was some genius that told me that, yeah. but... Actually, looking at his game log, you're right. I mean, I mean, he is scoring like four or five points, or he's going off. And while he has that elite ceiling, and we saw that this year paired with Tyreek Hill, and he had those games where he was just unstoppable, and he's a great talent, and he's incredible. And, and, and Tua proved that he could support both of these guys. Garrett Wilson, in my opinion, is just as good, if not better, of a wide receiver talent and a wide receiver as a whole, and look what he did in his rookie season, although Jalen Waddle also you know, set the record for receptions his rookie season. Garrett Wilson, over 1,000 yards. He had nobody throwing him the ball. I, I mean, Zach Wilson is butt. <laughs> Mike White, I mean, Mike White was cool there for another couple weeks. He's not really that great. Joe Flacco is 100 years old at this point, and Garrett Wilson still, I mean, outside of when Zach Wilson was on the field, when... Garrett Wilson was producing at an extremely high level every single time. Garrett Wilson is QB proof. He's 22. He had 200 less receiving yards than C.D. Lamb did with uh, no quarterback. None. <laughs> Look, it's, this, is yeah. just, this is just us protecting the future. I think, I think next year Garrett Wilson will have established himself as the wide receiver for under 25 or maybe even higher. Yeah, and I think... What's his ceiling? I think his ceiling is 
CD chase level pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this to me, I view this Wilson versus Waddle situation as a... They're in the same tier, a, though. Yeah, same tier, absolutely. But it's almost like a mini Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase thing where we're talking about, you know, boomer bust, definitely dependent on yards after the catch. That would be Waddle more than Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is just the better receiver. I think he's just a... He's just a better... We love we love Waddle. Route and, runner. And, it, Waddle's incredibly... In, in a startup draft, I'll take Waddle. Over yeah. Wilson, yeah. and I don't. I'm I'm fine with that, but it just for all intents and purposes, we like Wilson over Waddle right now. So then Waddle, obviously in his own right, a very elite wide receiver, and and you know, Tua has proved that he supported him, so he's obviously going to be in their top five here. Uh, and then Amon Ra, we've we've done our public apology. We have now ranked him as the wide receiver six under 25. We think he's legit. He had a very, very good year, even with Jared Goff, which Jared Goff had a fairly nice season, actually. But still, that's fairly impressive. And, you know, considering the fact that he's competing for targets with Swift and for half the season he was com- competing for targets with Hawkinson, and the fact that the Lions actually in their offensive scheme there, they, they get the ball to a fair amount of different players. And Amon Ross still got his own every single time. I mean, he and not to mention he went on that streak where he was producing at just a historic level. So, Amon Ra, we believe we are sorry that we ever doubted him, but he absolutely did, belongs in this third tier. I think he's another guy that you know you could make an argument that could even keep jumping. Uh, we'll see. We aren't so sure about that, and we have our questions still about Amon Ra, but we it's, we can't deny that he belongs here in terms of with these other elite wide receivers. Yeah, if your argument is to drop him down a little further and maybe even have him behind Alave and JSN, I'd say, I mean, don't do not do that yet because we don't know the landing spot that JSN is going to be in, and we also have no idea what JMO is going to do in Detroit and what type of receiver is he going to be? What is that going to look like in terms of fantasy production? Is is that going to take away from Amon Ra? Is that going to help him? Are we going to see another uh, A.J. Brown helping Devonta Smith and vice versa? Are we going to see another Tyreek Hill helping Jalen Waddle and vice versa? I don't know. We really don't know. So um, it, for now, we have to have Amon Ra here. We, we, we can't necessarily justify dropping him any lower we, we can have preferences and I, I think it's definitely fair to say you know Alave could eventually jump Amon Ra he has better draft capital there's no one to take away any targets from him in New Orleans and you know sometimes I may pass up in a startup draft I may pass up on Amon Ra and get Alave around later because I just think the value is better there and he has a better chance to jump up than Amon Ra does that's completely understandable and I would even say I'd agree with you there um, with JSN again Landing spot, we don't know about yet. He could jump. He could fall a spot. He could fall a tier. We don't really know. Um, but we know how talented he is. We know what he did at Ohio State, outproducing Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, and look where they are now in the NFL. Um, if you're worried about JSN being a slot receiver, since when did being a slot receiver really matter that much for a talented receiver in the NFL in terms of fantasy production? It doesn't really if you're good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And this is more... This is early. Obviously, this is January. So this is going to be based on what type of prospect they are and and then just the general buzz around the NFL about, you know, where they could possibly land the draft. And, with, and the word with JSN, you know, I think everybody knows how good of a prospect Jackson Smith and Jigba is. I think if he would have played a full year this year, we'd probably already have him at the top of Tier 3. I mean, maybe ahead of Garrett Wilson. But because of, you know, all the circumstances, because of the risk that comes with, you know, putting a rookie wide receiver on here, somebody that hasn't played an NFL snap, I think it's com- and you think we're comfortable putting him where he's at. And the reason we put him behind Alave, Alave's done it. Alave is in a good situation. He's in a situation where he's probably going to get a quarterback upgrade here in the near future. Hopefully, he's going to be the wide receiver one there. He has less target competition. Michael Thomas does not count. 
Nathan. And, you know, <laughs> with Chris Olave, I, I mean, he has, he, in terms of the eye test, his rookie year, he's, I mean, he's looking fantastic. Yeah. So I think he's absolutely deserving that, too. And then again, we, I mean, I could see JSN jumping up as high as any of these dudes. I mean, JSN's ceiling, who knows what it is? It's just a big question mark. And we just kind of have to weigh that into these rankings. Um, and I think the biggest knock we're going to get here is why is T. Higgins in tier four? So let's, I mean, just I kind of explain myself in terms of, T Higgins, you know, and, and I think you're going to, you'll give your part on this too, but with Higgins, um, I, I like T Higgins a lot. I like T Higgins, the player a lot. I love how he plays. I think he's an elite NFL wide receiver. I think if he were on another team, like I think he'd be in tier two yeah, easily. Uh, it, it's, it, it is, you know, it is something though that he's on a team with Jamar Chase and it is something that they have Joe Mixon. It is something that they find ways to get Tyler Boyd involved and Hayden Hurst. I mean, it's it's not insignificant, is what I'm trying to say. And I want, and I'm gonna have refer to you for the individual, you know, metrics for Higgins this year. And and while I love T. Higgins, I think he's being overdrafted in startups. And and I think the best argument again that you can make with T. Higgins is the quarterback landscape is bare. He's tied to an elite one. That makes absolute sense. But in terms of actual, you know, in terms of target competition, in terms of talent, I'm definitely taking Alave. Sorry. Uh, Amon Ra, even I definitely take Amon Ra. All, all the guys in tier three, I'm taking over Higgins pretty clearly. Even Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, you can make the argument that you should have T Higgins above JSN, but JSN is a better prospect than Higgins was. So we're doing this based on the type, the level of prospect these rookies are. JSN is a better prospect than than Higgins was, and and JSN projects to be the level wide receiver in the NFL, if not higher than T Higgins is currently. So there's really no reason to put T Higgins above any of those guys in tier three. In fact, I mean, I think there's, I think that I would take T. Higgins a little bit lower than what the consensus is, and and, and I think you kind of have some reasons why here. Yeah, I think T. Higgins' floor is really, really nice. I mean, obviously, you're starting him every week. Obviously, you're really comfortable about it, and you love his opportunity of having a, a really successful week of, you know, a 25-plus point game. However, one, he's never he's played three years so far, um, and he has never even broken 1,100 receiving yards. Granted, this year... It does say on Sleeper that he played set all 17 games. It's not true. He didn't even play like over 25% of the snaps in, in four of those. Like he, he left the game early or he was a game time. Which matters, by the way. Played. That absolutely matters in terms of his points per game because that that's a knock on his points per game, like on player profile or anything, because they consider that a played game for him. Still, that being said, in the games that he did play this year, in the full... 13 games that he played, he only produced as a wide receiver one that week four times. And that's that's really concerning. When, when you're looking for a guy, when you're looking for an elite wide receiver, when we say elite, we say he has an opportunity every single week to produce at a top three wide receiver level or a top five wide receiver level that week. And Higgins just doesn't seem to have that consistently. And I, I mean, in, in all that to say, he still hasn't even been a wide receiver one yet. Devontae Smith is playing with a, I would with less passing volume in the in the Eagles offense and with AJ Brown, and he was still he still managed to be a wide receiver one. I think you could wager, or I think you could, uh, you, you can make an argument here that Devontae Smith could. Go over T. Higgins. Maybe by the time we release this video, I'll change that because I think that you could make a really good argument. Devonta Smith was a wide receiver one. Let's go into Devonta Smith now. I think, I think we were so right about Devonta Smith. It's not even. We'll take funny. our we'll take our victory <laughs> lap on that, man. We were screaming to buy him all last season. It's the Devonta Smith rule now that you know if you're over like 900 yards in your rookie year, like 
whoa. And we have two yeah. of those guys on those lists, and that's why they're ranked so high. The reason Devonta's not ranked over them is because, you know, he is you know, number one on a lower volume passing offense compared to some of these guys, you know, and I know some of these other guys are as well. But number two, he's playing with A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown is the wide receiver one there. I mean, A.J. Brown is a beast. He's dominant. He is going to get the... He's going to get his share every single game. He's also playing with Dallas Goddard. He's also playing with the team that runs the ball a lot and playing with a quarterback that they will use to run the ball as well. So with Devonta Smith, we love him. I think he could go any. I think he could go anywhere here from four to twelve. I th- and, I, and if you made the argument, you want to tell me, yeah, Devonta Smith's wide receiver four. I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, I'd be fine with that. But for now, I think we have to put T. Higgins above him just because T. Higgins. Um, great wide receiver he's tied to a better passing quarterback and yeah there's there's just more volume there it's 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 as simple as that and that's probably again like you said that's probably why we'll have higgins over right there right now but again if you want to flip-flop these two guys and have devonta smith over him all power to you man we have no problem with it and then drake london and you know drake london people are gonna i think people are down on drake london right now which i think is kind of funny because he still had 750 yards his rookie year (laughs) and i i mean if you have marcus mariota and Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter, the, the the former Cincinnati quarterback, the guy that everybody's really high on right now, throwing you the ball, and you're playing alongside Kyle Pitts, and you're playing an Arthur Smith's offense, and you still have 750 yards your first year in the NFL. To me, this is equivalent to what Devonta was last year. I'm looking at Drake London. I'm like, okay, this guy can play. And he's going to produce when you know the situation morphs a little bit. When will that be? I don't know. I know Arthur Smith hates our fantasy teams, and he hates your fantasy players, and you have Rip. to deal with that, and I do too. I had to deal with it with Pitts this year, but every, I mean, I'm, I know I'm not the only one. But with Drake London, promising rookie season, he was a very good prospect. He's the highest draft capital of any receiver that came out of this class, and although he's not ranked higher than any of them, it's just because of his situation. Drake London will be the wide receiver one in Atlanta. Kyle Pitts is like a wide receiver and technically almost a wide receiver, but he is a tight end. So, so Drake London is the wide receiver one. I think they'll get fairly comparable amounts of targets there once they actually get a QB and a coach. And then at that point, Drake London, how high does he rise? Who knows? Who knows? And and people, you know, wanted to dog on some of his skill set last year, and I think he proved all of that wrong. And I think he absolutely belongs here. Then the lastly, we've got Quentin Johnston. So give us the rundown on him. Yeah, so um it's true. We don't have Christian Watson here on the last spot. We don't have Traylon Burks, and we don't have the beloved. George Pickens, that that all of you are just obsessed with. Um, Quentin Johnson just has a higher ceiling than all of these guys. I think the only guy who would give him a run for his money to be here, and I would have no problem putting Traylon Burks here in place of Quentin Johnson. Same. I really wouldn't. I think Burks is a really good um, value right now in terms of where he's going in startups and ADP. Um, Quentin Johnson just has a higher ceiling. And we're, we're going to bet on that right now. We don't know what the landing spot looks like, but I, well, and he, he and just has too many physical tools um, that are elite to to ignore. So he's threatening to get a- elite draft capital too. And there are a lot of traits. Yeah. Again, there are a lot of physical traits. There are a lot of traits that Quentin Johnson has that make him, you know, a very good prospect and make him a very high ceiling fantasy prospect. That said, we're just going based on the buzz. We're going based off the level of prospect, and, and he checks out to be a fairly good prospect according to NFL scouts from what we've heard in the early returns. So yeah, little little uh, dynasty rookie analysis advice here: don't buy Quentin Johnson now. Wait until the middle of the season because I I'm almost willing to bet right right now that he's not going to produce right off the bat at an elite level. He's going to be more of a project receiver. I think you're right, but it's going to be worth it because the ceiling is so high. So buy him when his production is low because his ADP will fall. JSN on the other hand probably buy him 
now yeah. or before the yep. season because he'll come in and show out probably right away. So yeah. All right, so that's top twelve. I know you're going to gripe with this. I know you're going to have issues, and let us know what they are in the comments. And and you know. The bottom line is all 12 of these guys are great guys to build your dynasty team around. And they're going to be great assets in whatever order you have them in. And honestly, this is subject to a lot of shuffling. I could see a lot of arguments to be made for all these guys to be completely scrambled around. And that's totally fine. So this is not gospel. This is just our opinion. This is just how we like these players. Again, when you're do- when we're doing you know a dynasty channel with content and stuff, a lot of that has to be subject to opinion. And you could say, well, you can get into the data more. Just let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know where you agree. Let us know where you disagree. Again, we are not the we are not gospel for how these guys should be ranked, but it is fun to go and look at some of these cornerstone assets for your dynasty team. So we're going to be coming out with all kinds of new videos just like this. We're going to do a running backs video. We're going to keep doing videos with rookies included and rookie specific videos. Guys, you should be buying in dynasty. Guys, you should be selling. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. You'll get those right when they come out. Watch them. Go make your moves in Dynasty Leagues. Go help set your team up for success in the next Dynasty season. Make sure you like the video as well. Make sure you check out our Locals page for all of our exclusive content there. As always, we appreciate you guys watching, and thanks for joining us.